Wow, well, happy Easter. It's such a great moment every year to celebrate the greatest news ever. My name is Pete, pastor here at Destiny, and it's a joy to be joining you in your homes, in, if you're out for a walk or in, in, your, in your bedroom or wherever you are engaging with this moment. Uh, let's pray, and we're going to turn to some things about the Easter account that I think will help you. Father, thank you so much that you love each and every person connecting. Thank you. You're with them just now. And Lord, thank you that the resurrection of Jesus gives us not just a nice thought, but an eternal assurance. I pray you'd make yourself very real, risen Jesus, to everyone connecting today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So there was a traffic policeman, and he was watching the traffic one day, and this car came kind of veering backwards and forwards past him. Obviously, the guy wasn't in control. So the traffic policeman pulled him over, and uh, lo and behold, in the car was a priest. And he said, Father, have you been drinking? And um, the, the, the priest looked at him and said, I've just been drinking water. And, and, the, and the policeman went, okay, why is I smell wine on your breath? And he said, the, the priest said, sweet Jesus, I drink water. And it, it's a miracle. It's a miracle. You know, I believe in miracles. I really do. In fact, I've seen miracles. I've seen great miracles. I know people who are alive today only because of miracles. I know many people who have experienced miracles, and I believe in a God of miracles. The thing about miracles is it's not just a wonderful thing. It's not just a supernatural thing. It's not just a breaking the rules thing. It's also a message. Every miracle carries with it a message. I remember a number of years ago, um, before I stood up to preach one Sunday, I just really heard the Lord speak to me that there was a girl in the service who that week had discovered a lump under her right arm, and she was full of fear. So I just, I got that message from God, and I stood up to preach, and I said, before I start preaching, let me just say, and I shared what I just said to you. And at the end of the service, this girl who had, uh, who was part of our church, Andrea Brown, she came forward and she came forward for prayer, and she explained that that week she discovered a lump under her right arm, and she was so full of fear. And we prayed with her, and the lump instantaneously disappeared. She never found out what that was. But it wasn't just a miracle. It's what it did for her. God, you saw. God, you really care about my fears. I love that the miracle carries with it a message. Now, the miracle of miracles, the miracle that changed history, the miracle that we celebrate every year at Easter, that carries with it a massive message. And it's not just a message to the people who were alive back then, but 2,000 years later, the message that that miracle carries is a message that you and I can be seriously helped by. Let me take you back to the original Easter account as described by the historian Luke. Luke chapter 24, verses 1 to 6. On the first day of the week. Now, Jesus had died on the cross on the Friday. Now, this is a Sunday morning. On the first day of the week, very early in the morning, the woman took spices that they had prepared and went to the tomb. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were wondering about this, suddenly two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood before them. In their fright, the woman bowed down with their faces to the grounds. But the men said to them, why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. 
he has risen. I love it. Now, you imagine the woman. And now, what goes on in the story is that they go from there, and they meet Jesus, and then Jesus appears to the other disciples. He's truly alive. Now, up until that point, how do you think they were feeling? Well, they'd lost Jesus. They, they probably weren't expecting that miracle. You see, the message of no miracle was a very negative message. The message of no miracle was, well, Jesus wasn't really who he claimed to be, that he said he was going to die and rise, but he didn't rise. The message of no miracle is a very negative message. It means that death is final. If there was no resurrection, it means that his death didn't pay the price for our sins. And it means that, well, he was sincere, but he was deluded. That's what the message of no miracle is. But the message of the miracle, that's entirely different. You imagine it. You're one of those women and Jesus has risen from the dead. All of a sudden, everything he said for those last three years flashes through your mind and you think, everything he said was true. And so you think through things. Thing. He said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one gets to the Father except through me. And you think, wow, Jesus, you are the way. And you, and you hear him tell you, do not worry about your life. And you think, I don't need to. I don't need to because he's alive. His resurrection endorsed everything he ever said. In fact, it also endorsed the fact that when he died on that cross, sins can be forgiven. Because of Jesus' death, all of a sudden, the sin of the world can be forgiven. That's what the miracle of the resurrection told them. Also, the miracle of the resurrection told them death is not the end, that there is life beyond the grave. And the miracle of the resurrection tells them that Jesus is none other than the Savior and the Lord, and that you are loved. The miracle has a message. The woman heard that message, and it changed their perspective in an instant. Now, 2,000 years on, the message, what's the message that the miracle tells you and I? And that's the journey we're going to go on today. So what is the message that the miracle of Easter gives us today, 2,000 years on? Well, the first message that I believe you ought to hear is that you can be alive now. You can be alive now. This is what it says in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 to 5. As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins. We were dead. And then it goes on and says, but because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ. <laughs> now, I realize I'm trying to get you and I to get our heads around two massive things. We're already trying to get our heads around the fact that Jesus Christ, a human being who is fully God and fully man, rose from the dead 2,000 years ago, an historical event. That's a huge thing to get your head around. But now, I'm asking you to get your head around something else. The Bible says you, if you don't know God, you are dead. That's a big thing to get your head around. You're dead. If you don't know God, if you're not in a relationship with God, you're dead. I know you have a pulse, but spiritually speaking, if you're not connected with God, you're dead spiritually. Wow. I, I remember when my kids were younger, we would be doing jigsaws and there would be that missing piece and you'd be trying to fit other pieces in and you just couldn't get it fitting. And sometimes the kids would just say, stuff it. And they would really ram the wrong piece in to that, fit that hole. But it just wouldn't fit. And no matter how hard they tried, it just wouldn't fit. 
until you get the perfect piece that fits perfectly and it completes the picture. And it's the same in life. We have this thing in the inside. Every human being's got it. There's these eternal longings, this, this, this depth of longing that nothing on earth can satisfy. It's because you and I were created for a relationship with the eternal God. But what happened was sin came into our lives, and we partnered with that. And the Bible says before we engaged with God, we were spiritually dead. That's a bad situation to be in. So I know we're talking about the resurrection of Jesus, but now we suddenly realize, wait a minute, we need a resurrection. And that's the point. That's the message of Easter. You personally can experience a spiritual resurrection. You can come alive. You can go from being dead spiritually to being alive spiritually. In Edinburgh, if you ask people, hey, are people fundamentally good or fundamentally evil? Almost every person would answer, oh yeah, yeah, fundamentally good. People are fundamentally good. But that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says that we're dead in our transgressions and sins, but it goes on and says, but because of God's great love for us, who is rich in mercy, he made us alive together with Christ. You see, God doesn't just take bad people and make them into good people. It's far better than that, and it's far worse than that. He takes dead people and makes us into alive people. That's the message of the miracle of Easter. It says in 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 3, He caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. The resurrection of Jesus Christ enables you to have an experience which the Bible calls being born again. You come alive on the inside. I don't know if any of you watch DIY SOS, uh, where typically what happens is you find a family who maybe had a DIY project, they were renovating their house, but because of a crisis they went through, <clears throat> the renovation ground to a halt and they never managed to finish that renovation. And Nick Knowles and his team come in and they take on the project and they completely finish the renovation. And there's that magical moment at the end of each series where you see the family being taken back to the house. Now on the outside, the house looks the same. It's on the same bit of land. It looks just the same. But then they open the door and walk in, and on the inside, everything has changed. And that's what the Bible's talking about. You might still look the same on the outside, but when God gets a hold of your life, a miracle happens in the inside. And the miracle of Easter, when Jesus rose from the dead, tells us that you and I can have a resurrection. You can come alive. Do you want him to resurrect you? Do you know that you are not yet connected with God? Well, God wants to come into your life. He wants to give you an aliveness. He wants to draw you into a relationship with him. He wants to forgive you for your sins and give you this new life. You see, if you believe in God, you will believe in miracles. But if you believe in God's son, you'll experience one. You will come alive on the inside. My God wants to do that for you. But also, he's the God who can resurrect marriages. He's the God who can resurrect hopes. He's the God who can resurrect devastating situations and turn it around. Allow God to work in your life today. So the message of the resurrection to you and I is that you can be alive now, but also you can be alive forever. Now, I've only ever been in one unoccupied tomb. <laughs> 
just to be clear, I don't usually go visit tombs. But I've only been in one unoccupied tomb, and that was in Jerusalem, uh, 2017. My dad had turned 90, and for his 90th birthday, we went on a trip to do a tour of Israel. And when we were there, we went to famous, visit the famous garden tomb on the outskirts of Jerusalem, which is believed to be, and actually there's a lot of credibility, it is believed to be potentially the very tomb that Jesus himself had lay in. And at that tomb, you see this empty tomb. The tomb is empty. And the, the, the resurrection of Jesus' message to you and I isn't just that you can come alive while you're alive, but you can come alive for all eternity. You can live forever. Now, that has huge significance for me. Last year, my dear dad passed away, 93 years old. And I believe with all my heart, and dad believed with all his heart, that he would just continue on living. You see, I believe in eternal life. And I believe in eternal life because of the resurrection of Jesus. It's the resurrection of Jesus that changes our eternal hope. Jesus said this in John 11, verse 25. I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. So I believe I have absolute conviction that my dad, because he trusted in Jesus, is alive. Jesus Christ, who rose from the dead, conquered death for us all. And through Jesus, you can have this eternal life. I'm going to see dad again. But I get to go to heaven. You get to go to heaven. We get to have eternal life. And by the way, let's just dispel a myth. Heaven isn't full of good people. <laughs> Being a good person isn't what gets you to heaven. Heaven is full of forgiven people. My dad, when he passed away, his hope wasn't in his own goodness. His hope was on Jesus Christ, who died and rose again to forgive him, a sinner, and me, a sinner, and you, a sinner. We get to have eternal life because of what Jesus did. What do you need to get into heaven? Well, it's faith. It's, it's faith. Jesus said, whoever believes in me, though he dies, yet shall he live. Faith. What's faith? Okay, well, one day on an airplane, there was five people. There was a little boy. There was the pilot. There was the queen, the U.S. president, and the smartest man on earth. All of them were on a plane, and all of a sudden, something went wrong with the mechanics of the, of the airplane, and the pilot announced, the plane's going to crash, but the problem was there was five people, but there was only four parachutes. So he grabbed one of the parachutes and he jumped out, okay? So they're all now looking at each other thinking, who's going next? Anyway, uh, the, the next person is the United States president said, well, I'm an important person. I'm the president of the United States. I need to live. So he grabbed the other parachute and he jumped out. And then the smartest man on earth grabbed a parachute and said, I'm the smartest man on earth. People need my brains. And he jumped out with a parachute. And then it leaves only the queen, and the little boy and the queen turns to the little boy and says, well, son, I've lived a long life. You've got your whole future ahead of you. You should take the last parachute. And the little boy said, well, ma'am, everything's okay because there's still two parachutes left. The smartest man on earth jumped out the plane with my backpack. <laughs> what is faith? Believing in the existence of a parachute will not help you. Only when you put the parachute on will you be safe. And so also believing historically that Jesus Christ died and rose again. That in and itself isn't what will save you. But saving faith is literally you and I turning our lives over to God. 
turning from sin, turning to God, saying, God, have your way in my life, committing yourself to him. And as you do this, he accepts you. He saves you. I love this. You see, this is how you get heaven. Not because you're so good, but by trusting in Jesus, who is so good and who paid the price for you. You know, in the Bible, while we talk about heaven and we make a lot of emphasis about heaven, the Bible actually looks even beyond heaven. And you think, well, how, how could you look beyond heaven? We look beyond this life and look to heaven. But the Bible looks beyond heaven to another reality. And the Bible emphasizes actually resurrection. That not just will you go to heaven, but you will be raised to life. You see, remember I said earlier that before Jesus came into our lives, we were physically alive, but spiritually dead. And then when Jesus comes into our life, we're physically alive and spiritually alive. We are born again. And then I remember I said when my dad passed away and Jesus said, if you believe in me, even though you die, you'll not, yeah, you, you'll still live. You can be physically dead and yet spiritually alive. And that's called heaven. But the ultimate reality is that you will be spiritually alive, but then you will come alive again physically. The Bible talks about an ultimate resurrection from the dead. You won't be ghostly type people floating around in the sky, but we will receive resurrection bodies. It says in John 6 verse 40, for it is my Father's will that everyone who looks to the Son and believes in him shall have eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. In Isaiah chapter 26 verse 19, it says, your dead will, shall live, their bodies shall rise, you who dwell in the dust, awake and sing for joy. So not only will you have heaven through Jesus, but the resurrection message to you and I is that you can be alive forever spiritually and physically. Now, it seems so abstract. It seems so far off, and yet it's a reality. Uh, we just got a little dog called Oscar. And I remember when we heard that Oscar had been born, and we had to wait eight weeks for Oscar. <laughs> it, those, I tell you what, those were the longest eight weeks of our life. It felt like it was going to, oh, come on, when's this dog going to come? It, time dragged because we were so looking forward to it. And it's the same with these eternal realities. My dad, for years in his life, probably never thought, I mean, he, we've always believed in Jesus. We've always believed in heaven. But the reality of heaven, it seems so abstract. And yet today for dad, it's so real. And me describing to you the fact that you can be alive eternally, spiritually, and physically, you can have a resurrection body. It seems so abstract, and yet, one million years from now, that, for us, who believe in Jesus, will be a reality. You know, God really loves you. And this Easter, the message of the resurrection is this. You can be alive now. You can be born again. You don't need to be dead in your sins. You can come alive to ultimate reality, to God himself. You can have a relationship with him. And you can be an eternal person. You can have eternal hope. So when you die, you go to be with God and earth eternally, you will live a resurrection life. This is for you. And it takes faith. Today, will you put your trust in Jesus who died on that cross and rose again? Will you turn away from your sins? Will you put your trust in him? If that's you today and you're saying, Peter, I want that. I want to make that decision then I invite you to very simply pray this prayer with me just now. Say after me, Dear God, thank you so much for loving me. Jesus, I believe that when you died on that cross, 
It was so that I, a sinner, could be saved. And today, I put my faith in you. I believe you rose from the dead, and I turn my whole life and future over to you. I ask you to be Lord and Savior of my life. Thank you for hearing my prayer. Thank you for causing me to come alive on the inside. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, I know that God has heard you. He's very much alive. He now lives in you, and you're his child and part of his family. God bless you.